Welcome to You Masterclass, the film podcast written and produced by students in the film studies program at UMass Amherst. I'm Emily Ko. And I'm Jackie Celestino. We have a special podcast extra for you today. Today we're featuring the amazing TAs from Barbara Zecchi's Latin American Cinema course, Daniel Pope's film podcasting course, and Patrick Mensa's The Undead South course. We talk to them about their TAing experience, their favorite films in the course, and many other things, so stay tuned. We first met with Natalie, Noel, and Ben, who are the TAs for the Latin American Cinema course. My name is Natalie Paredes. I am a senior, graduating this May. I'm excited. Um, I am a Spanish literature major, and I'm really looking into becoming a Spanish teacher, especially within public schools, because teaching has always been my passion. My name is Noel McManus. I study um, Spanish and linguistics with a minor in German, and I'm also in my last semester graduating in May. This is my last semester at UMass. I'm doing film studies through BDIC, which uh, they're finally starting to kind of work its way towards being a real major, which is exciting. But um, I just pretty much take all the film classes I can get my hands on. And, and a few years back, that involved Professor Zecchi's Latin American cinema class, which is amazing. And since then, I've, I've done a bunch of different work for her. I was a research assistant for a little bit, and I write for her website sometimes. But this has been one of the, the main projects is TAing that same class a couple times, and it's uh, it's been really rewarding. That was Ben, and he also talks a little bit about the structure of the course. She sort of runs through week by week, usually two movies that she'll have the students watch outside of class and then come back to discuss. And um, it's it's broken up by country of origin rather than any sort of chronology. They're usually like fairly recent films, I think, to kind of. Because the class is, is not entirely film students, it's also Spanish students. I think she likes to try to keep it pretty accessible, like on both fronts of that, like for students who come from the other side of things. But yeah, so it, it'll usually start off, it, well, I mean, it always starts off with Mexico and she kind of runs through Guillermo del Toro, uh, Iñárritu, uh, Alfonso Cuarón. Usually she'll show like one of their older movies that they... Uh, or one of their earlier movies that they shot in Mexico, and then we'll follow it up with something more recent that's usually a little bit more well-known just to kind of like help students dive in. And then from there, we just kind of start jumping around different parts of Central and South America. And a lot of stuff that most people haven't seen, I think like I hadn't seen most of the stuff that she shows the first time around. And she she updates it from year to year, but it's a lot of really, really great films. I mean, there's there's not enough time in a semester to cover an entire region of the world. It seems like it focuses more on breadth of Latin American cinema without sacrificing too much of the depth, and I love that. Noelle and Natalie talk about how they came across this TA opportunity. I first attended film class, and I just saw Noelle because she was a TA first, and I was really interested in what they were doing, and I was got closer to Barbara, and we just spoke in general, like connecting with our cultures, being um, heritage speakers. And then she sent me an email this, I believe it was the summer before, no winter break. And she asked if I would like to be a TA. And of course, I was thrilled because it was my introduction to teaching. And I really 
secured my idea that like I want to be a teacher. I started working with Barbara when I was a freshman because I was recommended to her by a professor because she needed an intern for the Catalan Film Festival. And I was just like a Spanish major who really liked film. So I started working with her as an intern for two years. And then in my junior year, she asked me if I wanted to TA her class. And I was like, of course, that's so cool. Because film has always been like a huge passion for me. So it was really exciting to be able to work with it. When talking about their favorite parts of being TAs, Natalie, Noelle, and Ben talk about the interactions they have with fellow students in the class. I didn't realize how hard it is to get material ready for students. Like you take these five minutes as a student and you're just like, oh, this is a worksheet so easy. But as a teacher, you're just like, okay, you have to make sure these are it's neatly written. Everything is understandable and they would get the point. And there is how much effort you have to put to make sure, especially when you really care about the subject and you really want the students to feel your passion. It's just I just got like a new like outlook of how to be a teacher and it's kind of scary too in a way but I'm kind of really grateful and glad that I got that experience. As a TA we are also given like the task to come up with questions of discussions for the students and my favorite part is honestly the discussion within the students and sometimes when I see the film I'm like oh that's so interesting and then when I hear their outlook on it or their opinions or what they thought I'm like wow I didn't even see it in that way so just like having this like new concept of thinking or new way of thinking that is brought into obviously the diversity of having so many people just talking about one scene in particular that's just my favorite just seeing how everyone can just see one film in different ways like Natalie, Ben loves leading discussions, and since this is his second time TAing for this course, he has a unique perspective, specifically on the evolution of the course. There's obviously a lot of adjustments that need to be made for taking everything online, but I think uh, Professor Zeki is such an organized person that I think the the overall structure stays relatively the same. Really, the differences kind of lie in what the students bring and and what kind of insights they're able to have. And that's where I've just been so impressed is um, as someone who kind of comes from the pretentious perspective that I'll be able to analyze everything, like taking on this role and sort of forcing myself to to be more of a listener and uh, just getting to getting to hear all these ideas that I that I would never would have thought of in a million years. And, and just I think what, what's so valuable about the fact that it's interdisciplinary, I guess, is is the fact that you you really do get students from all these different backgrounds and have different ways of thinking about things and having them all in one place. It just brings so much to the table in terms of ways that you can look at something. That's what's yeah. been really cool is this semester in particular, but always is getting to kind of lead those discussions and and sort of just giving them something to jump off of and then just letting them go. And I've just been, I've been so impressed this year in particular with some of the stuff they've been able to come up with. They're so intelligent. And um, yeah, I don't know. I just love talking about movies, I guess. Like Ben, Noelle loves talking about movies, especially her favorites. One thing for me that's really interesting is the ability to sort of guide the discussion the way I want. Because I feel like you don't get that kind of freedom when you're a student in the class. So I can talk about things that I noticed and theories that I had and see what people think about them. And so it's kind of cool to be able to facilitate those discussions. And I honestly, I love being a TA. I think it's 
super fun. Like I get especially excited when we talk about Mexican film, like Itu Mama Tambien. Or we also in our Argentina section, we talked about Lucrecia Martel, who is super polarizing in class, but as sort of a more art house person, I get so excited to talk about. And so it's just this really great opportunity to be able to discuss some of my favorite films with people and sort of have a discussion and hear new perspectives and theories. And it's super valuable and really fun. The TAs give us some incredible movie recs up next, so listen closely. The one I really enjoyed was the film from Guillermo de Toro. He is an amazing um, director to even start off. That's also one thing, too, that I learned a lot within like cinema is the directors, because growing up, even though I was Hispanic, I didn't know any of the directors. So knowing their directors now. Pan's Valvet is an amazing film to start off. It's very fantasy. It's childlike somewhat. But then there's also, of course, rated R scenes. But it's an amazing film. It has fantasy, some kind of romance. And overall, it's just my favorite film that I have learned yeah, I would always start with Weiros, just because that was my first one, even though it's not one we touch upon in this particular course. But it's like this road trip movie um, with these two brothers in Mexico trying to find this dying rock star that their dad, who has passed away, really loved. And it's just like so beautiful and so simple, but it's honestly, it touched me so much when I was really young. And I think that would be an amazing place to start. And in terms of movies that we have in our course, there's so many good ones. It's really hard. Maybe just for me, because I'm really passionate about Argentina, I would say Relatos Salvajes, which is, we just covered that one, but it's a collection of short films, basically, about absolutely insane people doing absolutely insane things in Argentina and it's really funny and really crazy and I think that would be kind of a fun introduction. The first thing that uh that jumps to mind just because uh it's a new one she added this year that I hadn't seen before was I want to make sure I'm getting this right I'm I, you know I'm just I'm gonna skip the the Spanish pronunciation and just it's an uh, Argentinian movie called Wild Tales that's sort of an anthology type thing with six different shorts in it uh, that I, I totally blew me away. I thought that was really cool. I mean, Itu Mama Tambien is one that's always on there. That's, I think everybody should see. Um, she's done Roma the last couple of years. There's, I mean, The Headless Woman, Lucrezia Martel. It's, I mean, it's, yeah, like I said, like she doesn't go too far back in time. So there's not going to be like any like Boonwell or anything like that. But uh, it's just a lot of, I mean, really like kind of contemporary masterpieces from from sort of around that whole region of the world. And it's, um, you, I think you'd be hard pressed if there are movies that the, the students sometimes don't like uh, because they're just kind of think kind of outside of taste. And, and some of them definitely take big swings. But I think, I don't think you would find one on the syllabus any year that you could describe as a bad movie. Like it's, it's all, she's, she's really picking out the strongest examples from, from each, each country. They also talk about some of the new things they learned thanks to this TAing experience. 
general, it's really letting me observe not only my culture, but different cultures. Because within the Hispanic culture, there's so many, you know, different countries, different states, they eat their own different food. So in another film perspective, I can see their history too, what the citizens that think of their society majority and what they have experienced because it's just learning of different cultures, which is really interesting because you can just see like how the directors see their country, their their nationality. And it's just really nice to see it in another eye. For me too, um as a non-film student, like I sort of came into teaing this class and I was like thinking like, oh, I love film so much. I've been watching it like all my life. I've been watching all these experimental movies. And then I get there and I realize I don't know the terms and I'm like, oh my God, I'm such an amateur. But it's really great because I'm actually learning so much in teaching it, especially from Ben, who was like our token film student. So he teaches us a ton. And even through this, like, I've learned so much more about um, what actually goes into the physical aspects of the filming and the technical aspects. And I think that's so valuable, you know, even if I'm personally not a film student, just to know for like this passion that I have. Ben talked about what he took away from this class as a film student. Like I said, like I I try to take on a little bit more of like a passive role in this environment, like which seems a little bit counterintuitive, uh, I guess, because it's it's supposed to be more of a leadership position. But I think in most film classes, like I'm very eager to want to like get my ideas out there. And I think in this environment, it's a lot more beneficial to try to just provide a space for other people's ideas not that you like shouldn't always allow for that like I, I think like dialogue is always super important I always want to hear what other people have to say but I think here I'm more likely to hold myself back and I think like one of the skills that that actually helps build is kind of the idea of like um, filmmaking as a collaborative medium and kind of the ability to take different creative people who have you know in this case different perspectives but maybe like different skill sets or areas of expertise and kind of synthesizing them towards a common goal and and keeping them on track and um that ability to discover ideas that you didn't know were there or wouldn't have been able to have yourself by just kind of taking advantage of other people in that way i guess um yeah, so I think I think the collaborative skills and and that form of leadership that it that it helps build are really cool. But I mean, primarily, like I'm I'm honestly just here to have fun and uh, just just hear the students talk. Since everyone is a senior, we asked them about their post grad plans. I'm currently trying to pass my intels this May, and also going to teaching. Hopefully, I can teach for a year and then maybe go to a grad school in Amherst again and hopefully they I can allow to be like taking another film class because I really enjoyed the analyzation of these films in general the terminology too was very nice like learning other subjects and other materials but the best part of all I believe is just being able to analyze these films and so hopefully I can do that when I return to grad school for this coming year, I'm just going to, I'm going to be working in publishing for a bit. My big goal is to somehow get to Germany, Berlin, and study there. And I mean, 
actually one of the ways that I'm working on learning German and getting better at that is through German films, which are also really, really good. Um, so yeah, hopefully once everything sort of calms down, I'll be able to travel and um, sort of settle down in Europe. Hopefully that would be amazing. <laughs> the idea is just film school after this and, you know, I have, I have, options at least so far so i'm going somewhere so <laughs> after talking with everyone i actually ran to spire to look for this class as a mexican-american i grew up with a lot of american cinema but rarely any latin cinema so it's as if the universe aligned or something because although this class wasn't necessarily open contemporary hispanic cinema was so big thanks to our tas because without them i wouldn't have known about these classes yeah, that sounds awesome. My list of movies that I want to watch also just grew, which I am very happy about. Next up, we have Katie, who is the TA for the film podcasting class. I'm actually taking this class right now, and I absolutely love it. And Katie is just amazing. Hi, my name is Katherine Scott. Um, I'm a journalism and political science double major here at UMass. I'm a senior in my last semester. And I'm currently a TA for Dr. Daniel Pope's film podcasting class. During my time at UMass, my sophomore year, I ended up taking a class with a woman named Karen Brown, who is a reporter at NPR. And she really inspired me to begin exploring the world of podcasts and audio. And it was a field that I just took immediately to. And with the pandemic, obviously, the opportunity for internships seemed to start disappearing immediately and I was looking for some opportunities to grow my skills in the field and so I reached out to Dr. Pope to actually take the class because I was just having a couple of questions and was interested and I sent him over my resume trying to explain why he should let me into the class and he responded with an email saying well why don't you come in TA for me instead um, which was great and I'm so glad I did it. It's been a wonderful learning experience, um, not only for myself, but I feel like I'm learning so much from the students. Uh, they're producing such great content. It's really inspiring. Like I said, when I took that class my sophomore year with NEPR reporter Karen Brown, it was really an eye-opening experience, but I was always somebody who loved sound and immersion. I grew up doing theater my entire life and I actually entered UMass as a classical music minor and was involved in the world of opera for many years and I'm always just somebody who has loved sound and it's something that really draws me in because I feel like the podcast field is so new and emerging and there's so many different things you can do with it. It's it's so accessible it's not like other fields. Uh, it's really, truly anybody can access it and enter it if they want to. And I just see now in the pandemic, people have gotten so creative. I've seen entire musicals that have been put on via podcasts. I've seen different people create these entire stories and get voice actors and put it up on Spotify. And there's truly um, limitless opportunities. And there's something about hearing a story from a person's own voice that's so impactful and I think print journalism although it's a fantastic field sometimes can't capture that human quality that's needed for a story and I feel like the world of audio podcasting really does that in a fantastic way. Kitty talks about what makes film podcasting specifically unique. 
I've always been surrounded by people in my life who love film. My brother is a film major. Two of my closest friends are film majors and critics um, on the side. And I've just always been somebody who's loved the art and I'm learning so much more about it now. And the thing I think that's so unique about film podcasting is its incorporation of audio often from the film and playing out these scenes for the listener without them actually seeing it. And I think there's this really great added element of just hearing a scene or actors speak and digesting it through only an audio experience um, that I think is so great. And also, like I said before, this field is so accessible. So it truly is, um, whether you're someone who has studied film criticism extensively, or you're somebody that just wants to sit down with a friend and you have an opinion, um, it really is open to all. But I think um, in terms of the academic realm of film criticism and people that are truly invested in it, it offers a lot of opportunities to really produce some meaningful content out there and offer criticisms that are impactful and um, accessible to a lot of people and hopefully inspire other people to get into the field more because um, that's ultimately what film podcasting does. It cultivates this love for film and I think that can really speak to a lot of people. She also talks about her favorite part of being a TA. I think my favorite part of TAing in this class so far has been the opportunity to listen to the student-produced podcast episodes and really sit down and talk with people through their process um, for pitching a show and structuring their episodes. Um, it is a really... It's trickier than people anticipate, um, I find. A lot of people just think podcasters sit down in front of a microphone and things magically happen. And when that's not the case, um, it really does take a fully realized script and full structure. But I've been so impressed with what people have been producing. Um, Everyone from Emily in the class to all the other students, people are so creative in their thought process. And as somebody who is not entirely... Um, immersed in the world of film criticism, I really feel like I'm absorbing so much information and, and learning so much. And this class is not only inspiring me in my own future podcast endeavors with the content people are putting out, but also inspiring me to seek out new movies, new genres, new directors, and really just trying to brighten my horizon and um, consume media that normally I wouldn't give a chance. And I think that's been a really great experience. I think my favorite part of this class has been the workshopping process with the students. That's been a really eye-opening experience because, like I said before, the process, it's its so um, tricky. It, it's not as simple as people would think it is. And sitting down and hearing people talk about their passions, and it's so clear that everybody in this class is passionate about film and passionate about their major is really what ignites such a spark in me to want to do better for you guys. I want to help you produce the best content you can because you have such wonderful ideas and are so well-spoken. And I, I, I think film criticism is one of those fields that always needs new emerging minds. And in this case, new emerging mouths um, coming forward and sharing their not only personal experiences, but takeaways from films and it's such a human experience. Not everybody's going to react to something in the same way. Um, your life and your experiences can all affect 
how you're approaching a film and, and what you take away from it. And I think the more diversity we have in the field and in, in thought and race, ethnicity, everything else, um, the better the field's going to be for it. And ultimately, hopefully we'll produce um, a wider variety of diverse films, more women in film, more people of color in leading roles and behind the camera and so on. And I'm just loving what people are producing and I hope they keep producing it after the class is done. She also talks about some of her favorite student podcasts in the class. One of the um, podcasts in this class is produced by a student named Hannah, and she was sharing her experiences. Um, her podcast is focused around Asian representation in film, um, a lot of stereotypes and tropes, but also just the recent history. And in that podcast, she shared a lot of her personal experiences, and especially with all the recent violent attacks against Asian Americans in this country. It really is a terrifying time for so many people. And the fact that she was so vulnerable and shared her personal experiences and fears in this podcast and tied it into the larger issue of diversity in the podcast field, I think is just a great representation of what this class can do. You can share not only your opinions on films, but you can share your personal experiences. You can call out the industry when it needs to be called out and um, just continue to make positive change and influence. And I, I think that's just a really great start and I'm so excited. Other people have been sharing such fun things. A student named Ben has been sharing his thoughts on different franchises, talked about Transformers, which was just hilarious. People have been sharing their love of the Evil Dead, Halloween, all these horror franchises that I never gave a chance because I am so easily scared. But um, truly, I've just been exposed to such a wide variety in such a short amount of time and it's it's really been great. Yeah, Hannah's work is so important and thoughtful and really well-produced. And I also love this crossover. The Ben whom Katie is talking about is the same Ben who is a TA for the Latin American Cinema course. All right, make sure you're still tuned in because Katie gives some great podcast recommendations next. I just started a new one this morning. Let me check. It's called... Someplace Underneath, Neith is spelled N-E-I-T-H, um, talking about Shelley Miskovich, who is a woman in Scientology who went missing. I am very, 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 very into true crime podcasting, so I recommend to anybody else who's interested, um, serial, crime junkie, um, my favorite murder, different things like that. But I'm also somebody who consumes the majority of their news through podcasts. So I'm somebody who's always listening to the daily Pod Save America, Ezra Klein, um, Pod Save the World, trying to get my international news in. And uh, just a lot of different fun audio experiences. One thing I can really recommend that's been a fantastic journey is NPR's Planet Money has been going through this process where they're trying to purchase a Marvel superhero and they're walking the listener through um, this ridiculous journey uh, that they're trying to do. And it's such a fun audio experience and has just really great extra elements in it that fully immerse you into the story. So I really recommend that for anybody interested in a unique audio experience. I love, love, love podcasts. And if anybody listening can think of a podcast that I would like, please send it my way. <laughs> Katie mentioned some of my favorite podcasts, like My Favorite Murder. So I second all of those recommendations. Katie is a podcaster herself, and she has some exciting projects coming up. 
My main program I'm working on right now is called Actually Average. It concerns completely ordinary people who accidentally change the course of history. Um, and I thought there was just so many podcasts about extraordinary people, but there weren't enough podcasts about ordinary people. Um, so I'm going to be sharing that. I had some production delays, unfortunately, but that should be up on Anchor soon. Um, I'll share that information when it's out. And another podcast I've started for fun with my friends is I am 21 and it's completely legal in Massachusetts. I do have a cannabis based podcast with my friend um, where we I, I've been inspired by this class to start looking at movies and start a film criticism. We call it plot heads, which I think is hilarious. Um, and we've watched a couple of movies and we're in the process of editing the episodes right now. So that should be up on anchor soon. But uh, I'm hoping just to really spread my wings and try uh, to produce as diverse content as possible because there's really nothing holding you back in this field. And finally, she talked about her exciting post-grad plans. I had the opportunity to uh, study abroad and live in Croatia for several months, and that was a really fantastic experience. And I'm hoping to get back out there and do some international internships, uh, hopefully in the audio realm. I'm also looking into a program based in Ghana for six weeks, working um, a local public health initiative and doing some travel-based coverage and journalism while I'm there. And the plan right now is essentially to do some travel writing and get paid for what I can um, for at least a little while because this pandemic has obviously been so awful for everyone, but my family had just a multitude of uh, other difficulties on top of it. and. Any opportunity I can get right now to go back out and travel and produce content and art is the way I want to go. Ah, <laughs> uh, now I want to take this class too. <laughs> Our list just keeps growing. Well, I guess it's not going to stop there because we also interview Daniela and Casey, who are the TAs for Patrick Mensa's Undead South class. My name is Daniela. I'm originally from the DR Congo, currently living in Pennsylvania. I am a senior poli-sci major, and I'm looking to get a Master of Public Policy soon. And yeah, that's a little bit about me. I had taken um, a course with Professor Mensa, uh, who I take for right now. I had taken African film uh, last spring, spring of my junior year, and that's basically how I got to know the professor, and he reached out to me last summer, uh, basically via email, or no, not last summer, sorry, last winter, um, basically explaining what the course would be about and if I were interested in TAing for him. My name is Casey. Uh, they, them, pronouns, please. I am a UWW student, so I'm going through the University Without Walls program. This is my first year back in school in about 10 years. <laughs> I am kind of simultaneously wrapping up all of the credits that I've taken in past years of college um, and combining them with a focus in film studies. So Technically, my UWW major is critical cultural studies because I get to name my own thing. And I'm, I'm also working towards getting the film studies certificate and applying to program uh, grad programs in screenwriting and or cinema studies next fall. 
I took Dr. Mensa's, I took this class that I'm, that we're TAing over the summer. Um, it was the first class that I took upon my return. He reached out to me over the winter um, and asked if I'd be interested in TAing it for this semester. They both give us a rundown of the class. The course revolves around Southern Gothic films. So when I first saw the syllabus, I was under the impression that perhaps it would be like mostly the horror genre. But, you know, as the semester has been progressing and as we've been watching the film, it is very much gothic. So it's not it's not exclusively in the horror genre. We've watched movies ranging from White Zombie, uh, which I believe is a 1932 movie, um, all the way to Eve's Bayou, uh, which was... I believe, late 90s. So um, it's concentrated in the South. We're studying, like, basically Southern culture. With every film that we watch, we try to, like, take into consideration the time period of when it was released. So, like, the context of, you know, the events that were happening surrounding the film, um, the cultural impact of the films and stuff like that. I think one of the, like, main themes that we're exploring in terms of, like, this, like, the Southern Gothic as like genre and or aesthetic and or just like whatever general mode of storytelling. One of the like main things that comes up with that mode is um, the ways in which the South particularly, I mean, we're talking about the South in terms of like the United States, but as well as like the global South, like the first few movies that we've seen took place in Haiti and so like the ways in which like this conceptual South is kind of relegated as other or separate from like the rest of the United States or specifically like kind of in contrast to the North, which is like held as this like ideal and like the ways in which the South is kind of this site for abjection and horror. And, you know, there's like obviously some reality there with histories of slavery and then there's also sensationalism and we're kind of like picking apart like where those two things meet and where they diverge and like where the stereotypes in that lie and like where the realities do I think that's like a common thing that we're kind of working through with like each film that we're watching regardless of whether like it's like Daniela said a zombie movie or it's like Eve's Bayou. All right, you know what time it is. Movie Rex time. Daniela and Casey talk about some of their favorite films from the class. Coming into the um, course, I had already seen Eve's Bayou. That was the only film um, on our syllabus that I've seen, so I automatically assumed that, you know, I've seen it's probably going to be my favorite. But now that I think about it, uh, I the controversial films have been interesting only because I've I've enjoyed hearing what the students have had to say about um, those films and kind of hearing their perspective on it. So heading south, The Beguiled, um, were some pretty great films. I, I think it's twofold. It's it's both Night of the Living Dead and Night of the Hunter which I've like seen prior to this class, although like watching it in this class like adds all of these new elements to it. And Night of the Living Dead, as like I'm a filmmaker and a screenwriter, I would say like 
has had the most influence on the way that I like think about filmmaking. And in that sense, it's like one of my like all time, like I just like refer back to that movie all the time. And so I'm like really psyched to have been able to like watch and talk about it like in a class setting. And then Night of the Hunter just like blows my mind every single time I watch it. And is like one of those movies that um, just like haunts me. Like I still, every single time I watch it, I like get the same feeling as when I watched it the first time, which was like, I can't believe this movie. So yeah, probably those two. And yeah, I don't know. I, I like a lot of the movies that we watched, but I think it's a tie between those two. <laughs> Daniela and Casey also talk about their favorite parts about being a TA. Uh, it's honestly been a very unique experience. Um, I had never been a TA prior to this, so this was just very new. I think one of the most interesting parts of TAing has been grading. So recently we were, um, the students submitted their first paper assignment, and we've been basically going through and grading those, and it's just very, it's been interesting overall. It's helped me kind of like develop a new perspective for some of the movies. So that's been very, um, it's, it's been interesting to see how others have interpreted the film. And it's just, it's also kind of like helped me just in general, just like as a writer, it's helped me consider certain elements that I may want to add to my own writing to that's been pretty cool. Uh, we also have like these weekly um, participation posts and students are welcome or they're encouraged to ask questions uh, like weekly weekly questions and those have also been interesting just to see how like the elements that students hold on to or you know are curious about so it's been it's honestly just looking or getting a sense of other people's perspectives has been very very interesting to me so i think i think that's my favorite part of this entire process since I've taken this class before and I've like done all of these assignments, it's been kind of like really cool to be able to like go into it again and be like, I don't have to focus on my own work at all, you know, because like, whatever. Yeah, the assignments are the same and we're responding to your classmates like I had to do like as a student, but my like focus is entirely shifted and and that's been a, a cool way to kind of experience the class again. My, I think my favorite part, students are required to um, select a film throughout the semester and do a presentation on it. So like most students have been doing like PowerPoint presentations, but those assignments and, and they present them like the week that we're watching the film. That assignment is like fairly open-ended in that really the only assignment was like you select a film and you present on it. Um, and so it's been really interesting to see like the direction that students take with that assignment because they're not necessarily responding to any particular prompts. They're just like choosing an element or like a variety of elements from that particular film and like going deep with it and presenting it to the class. And some of those presentations has been like super creative and just like 
really coming at the film from like a totally different perspective than I have. So yeah, it, those, those have been cool because people have like so much freedom to like do whatever they want with them. And more often than not, they're thinking about the films in different ways than, than I have. They go on to talk about some of their background in film and takeaways from this teaching assistantship. I don't have um, much of like a film background at all. I'm not, like you said, I'm not majoring in it or um, pursuing a certificate. Most of my prior knowledge to it was just me watching films for fun. But after taking this course, I think I have a lot more, not that I did it before, but I have a lot more respect for filmmakers just because I'm starting to like realize how much goes into making a good film. Um, and just and the elements that one has to take into consideration when bringing a story to life. In the future, I don't think I will go on to pursue anything in film. Um, if anything, I'll probably like look more into like the behind the scenes of films and stuff and stuff like that. But yeah, I think this is probably as far as I'm gonna go with film. In terms of film background, it's very informal, which is exactly why I decided to come back to school to actually like get some formal training um, in the things that I've been like doing with my friends for years now. Um, I, when I like left school years ago, I like got involved um, in like a local theater group and joined a writer's group and like got really into screenwriting. Um, and initially that was like first stage productions and stuff. And then I like started like trying out, you know, different forms. Like I started writing for like short films and like pilot episodes for TV and stuff like that. Just like trying out different formats. Um, and so kind of from there, it just sort of like snowballed into this, like wanting to then like translate the stuff that I've written into like actually something that I can see. And I, um, I actually, I worked at Amherst cinema for several years, um, before quarantine and like had a lot of like filmmaker friends from working there and like access to equipment and like started learning stuff from friends and yeah have kind of just like made some like short videos and like collaborative stuff along the way and am also like currently teaching myself how to do stop motion animation which is super fun and pretty time consuming. <laughs> so I like started teaching myself this year and then like classes started and I was like, I actually have no space for this at all. But I like made a few videos over winter break and kind of just like, yeah, have been dabbling in that. So that's kind of my background in film. And I'm just going to like note my background in academia because it kind of like they both kind of join with taking this class. So when I was in school before, I, um, I mean, I've, I've transferred several times, but I was like in an ethnic studies program at one point, and then ultimately kind of like wound up in this major that was like 
mostly critical race theory and queer studies and like political and social thought stuff. I went to Hampshire, so we we had no <laughs> we had no terms for anything. So yeah, that's kind of like my background um, in school. And so when I was like gearing up to start taking classes for the fall, for this past fall, 2020, I was like kind of nervous about like going back to school for film because I have absolutely no like academic experience in film. And I saw that this class was being offered over the summer and was like, this is kind of like a combination of the two things that I like have been interested in academically, academically and interested in like looking more critically at film and like processes of filmmaking and like how that is like contextualized in like the world and time and place that the films are made. So yeah, I like saw this class on Spire and was like, oh, this might be a perfect entry point. And it totally was. And this coupled with like another class that I took in the fall has kind of been what has made me consider like applying to cinema studies programs in addition to like MFA programs in screenwriting or film production because I'm like really digging the process of like looking closely at like the text of films and studying them and just like thinking about them. I find it that it's like intellectually it's really rewarding and I also feel it like influencing the way that I like think about making my own stuff. And that's really cool. Um, I feel like I'm just like thinking more critically about the medium in general by taking these classes. So yeah, it's been super rewarding and like has like very directly informed like my thought process around like grad school and what programs I'm going to apply to. They both also gave some really important shout outs. Part of the UMass NAACP, I'm on their uh, e-board, and we have exciting events. This is open to literally everyone, not just students of color. So we usually have interesting conversations. Uh, watch out for us on campus, folks, for any events coming up. I just want to make it known to everyone that Amherst Cinema, which is the local independent art house cinema and art center that's like within walking distance from UMass, has a really robust virtual cinema program and a really accessible membership program for students and anyone else. But it's really affordable for students um, and you get discounts, which I'm pretty sure include discounts on virtual cinema options. But I encourage anyone who's like feeling like a glut right now in terms of like viewing options um, to check out not just Amherst Cinema, but like any of your like favorite local indie theaters. Um, most of them are offering virtual cinema screening options where you can like rent a movie um, and watch it from your living room. And like Amherst is doing some really cool um, repertory programming, but also has like new films, stuff that like just came out of Sundance, stuff that was in Sundance last year and is like now just being released. So yeah, check it out. Support local independent theaters. 
Meeting and talking to everyone was so much fun. Yeah, I love that we get to talk to and highlight real UMass film students. It's not only helpful for me as a student, but I hope our listeners are really getting valuable insight too. Special thanks to Casey, Daniela, Katie, Noelle, Ben, and Natalie for being a part of this episode. The U Masterclass podcast is written and produced by students in the film studies program at the University of Massachusetts Amherst. Created by Kristen Buckley in 2020, our podcast music is composed and performed by Corey Shia. Podcast art designed by Jackie Celestino. For U Masterclass, I'm Emily Coe. And I'm Jackie Celestino. Thanks for tuning in. 